All right. I'm Artie Mosh. I'm Matt TRK Silks. And we are the Sons of Mifflin County. And you are watching the Three Count Podcast. Well, now, by now, you would know that this is now entering 201. And I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you all down Mountain Call Wrestling. And this is season two of Now Entering 201. And you guys are kind of aware that when I do these kind of intros, it just means that we're doing a return. So who is returning to the ring? You can find these boys at HWF. You can find them at NWC. I'm sorry, NCW. You can find them at Aeon. You guys traveling around the area. You guys, they they put in the work. They do what they do. But more importantly, it is Matt TRK Silks, R.D. Mosh, the boys of Sons of Mifflin County. What's going on, man? Yo, what, is, what up? What up, man? No, it's been it's been wild because like when we talked to you last, Matt, it was season one of now entering the ring, and you were I hadn't just had my return match yet. You had you were just well, you had just you were you were just talking about getting a, your t shirt company together. Yeah. Like yeah, that wasn't um, even in a discussion. Right. <laughs> yeah. And to see it now, like things have kind of like changed and evolved, and like now you're in the ring, and then you guys have your you have your school that you have going on. You also have, you know, you obviously like making everything kind of work out together. Uh, the the promotion, everything's like just kind of working together. So it's it's wild to see like you go from like behind the stage to like dead ass in front. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's, it's really crazy, man. And then, Moss, for you, I remember you as just kind of like the stagehand, like a guy that was there consistently, like helping with the ring and stuff. And then you were kind of like the filler of everything. And then, you know, you started off with being in the ring crew, then being a ref, and then making your debut, and then starting to move. And then you could kind of see, like, the wheel wheels were turning. And then, like, here you are. Like, now you guys are all... You guys are all tagged up, working together, trying to, like, kind of make it in the business. It's kind of cool to watch, like, everything kind of, like, plays off out. Well, say yeah. it's been one crazy year for all that just to start and go down, so. Yeah, I, w- I would say. I mean, like, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Cliff. I mean, uh, like, I've literally had this conversation with probably about, I don't know, like, 50 people in the last two weeks about uh, Artie Masha's uh, transition, you know, from being stagehand, from being a referee and then becoming a wrestler. You know, he actually uh, had his first match with me in his first Masters in the main event on a pretty big stage in front of a good bit of people, you know what I mean? And then the one year later, you know, you guys, oddly enough, you guys are the one that are uh, having this epic match. And if I... You know, dare say the best story that we have had so far. So, you know, kudos to you guys on that. Kudos to RD Mosh. And of course, the Three Count podcast is doing well. I've seen a lot of names come around since the last time I was on. I know Mosh has been on. We got to get a couple more of the guys from the school on, you know, but it's been crazy. What a year or two. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride, man. To think that, like, even just for like now, into the ring itself, like, Coming up on its 300, I think we just finished, re- at this time, you guys will get to see, uh, we had just finished recording, like, episode 313. Uh, we have a bunch of episodes kind of planned up. I don't want to let out too many secrets, but let's just say a certain IWTV star is slated in the books. You guys know who she is. Uh, but, yeah, we have uh, a lot of good plans, like, coming up and, like, like just, just some fun things happening, but yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, even for us, when we cracked 300 episodes, we're like, bro, we, we never even imagined that we would be breaking past like, yeah, a hundred, let alone 300, and just rolling bands over. But, you know, to turn it back over, so we all kind of just like started. I don't want to say roughly around the same time. It's been, yeah. you know, whether it's been about like about a year apart from like, where like all three of us kind of like we're like learning and stuff. So I'm kind of curious to see like from the moment that you jump back into the business, right. To where we are now, what is like yeah. some of the takeaways that you kind of picked up? 
Oh man, there's I I want to say that I learned everything all over again because I was doing everything all over again. Everything that I did ten years ago, and and I literally was saying it all the time. Mosh can attest to it. I've done this thing ten years. You know what I mean? So re reevaluating things, learning learning from different people, traveling to Maryland, doing seminars, doing all these different things. Um, I didn't. We didn't do it that way then. You know, back in the day, it was you were at the school and you were dedicated to that school. You know what I mean? And I talked about that on here before, but like education is everywhere now in wrestling. You know what I mean? Like Jason Heat. You know, I've been plugging him a lot. I've been saying a lot about him. He he structured all three of us at one point or another in the last year or so. You know what I mean? And it's like guys like him have showed me I didn't know nothing. I didn't know nothing. I had some matches. And I've been taking bumps for a really long time, you know what I mean? But I really feel like I'm, you know, I've learned the business on another level now, you know what I mean? So, and it feels good to apply it and having Nick and all of you guys around, you know what I mean? You guys made it a lot, a lot more uh, simple to ease into, you know what I mean? So thank you guys for that as well. Yeah, no doubt. What about you, Mosh? Like what's, what's the biggest takeaways that you have had learning in, in like the last 18 months? Cause I, I think, that's roughly about the same time frame for you. Yeah. Uh, there's just so much that you can take away from it. It's, you know, the respect that everybody gives you to know that there's a lot of people out there, no matter what, you know, how many years they've been in, in or out of the ring that they always want to help you. Um, and there's no matter what there's sometimes there's never a wrong answer but there is at the same time because like some people can give you some bad advice, but also that advice just may not apply to you, but it may apply to somebody else that you can pass along. So it, it just works both ways on that one. So that's a lot of stuff that I had to learn in those 18, the, you know, these past 18 months of whose advice, you know, fits for me, but, you know, may apply to other people that I can pass along and just be that, you know, that helping hand everywhere. I think that's the important thing too, because that's something that I took away. Like even from like the beginning until like now was that like one of the one of the big takeaways is that you kind of have to you can listen to everybody's advice, but you're really gonna take out the ones and twos that really kind of apply to you, and then like apply and and, and use them right regularly. I know like for me, uh, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I got was, and it's something like I have to kind of always be actively like think about is just slowing down, right? Because yeah. When you go too fast, like you just sometimes you just forget everything and then you're like, we have to get back to where we were. And it's not like you can call a timeout and then be like, yo, uh, live crowd, uh, we need a mulligan. We're going to go back and then we're going to have you guys just cut it all over again and we're going to go from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? So many times. So many Wouldn't times I would be like, hold up, pause. Live TV, pause. Yeah. Yeah. Rewind. You know, maybe like, like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> DVR has legitly, DVR legitly has made all of our lives so difficult thinking that we could do that in real life, but yeah. not knowing that it doesn't work. Or, or like the movie Click. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I. It's it's interesting though, but it's like one of the biggest things is just like a like because it really it really does matter, right? Like when you slow down, like you tend to find yourself in the positions that you need to be in, and sometimes those lessons have to be learned painfully. <laughs> the hard way. The hard way. Yeah, yeah. I I learned I learned a lot of the things that I learned extremely hard. I tell the guys a lot. You know, I wish that I had a mat whenever I was coming up originally. My first three, four years in the wrestling business, I wish I would have had me, but I'm glad I didn't because now I'm able to, you know, push that onto the other guys and being like, hey, maybe do this, maybe don't do that. You know what I mean? But hey, like, like Rodney said, it, the, the whole thing of like different things apply to different people. You know what I mean? But at the core, we're trying to abide by structure here. You know what I mean? We're trying to do the right thing. Like you said, we can't just stop in the middle of a match. You know what I mean? That's not that's not the way this works. We're not a movie. We're a live performance. You know what I mean? And people just don't understand the things that can happen in these live performances. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. We're living in a special time with the wrestling business. And I'm just really happy that we're all doing our thing. Like you said, we're all really banging some good stuff out right now. And it's crazy. Everybody's doing good. So 
I guess where we can, we kind of talk about right is that like uh, like evolving characters and like learning about them because the funny thing was is like I think when we first met back in like 2021 it my character was like more kind of like on a serious side he really wasn't like very playful but it was it was a transition period of like from 2021 where like I had just got them working like in a really big match at SCWA and I wanted to play with the idea of like being more kind of like a comedic like mercenary versus like the serious side and HWF right my first match with Michael Zamidio was the first time that we got to see the gun spot in its original form and like understanding like hey yo the comedic timing is getting there and like i'm gonna start picking up all these pieces to where we recently right and mosh no disrespect but we didn't do it in our match because our match had a different story but in aaron connor's and i's match i got to play on those ideas of like fully committing to like this comedy character that i wanted to do and so i kind of want to hear from you guys like where do you see your characters at from where you were to where you're going you have much. Uh, well, say from my very first start, I didn't know where my character was going. It was just really me playing on the average Joe punk scene at first and trying to figure out what to do with it. Um, and that was how it was going on for the first couple shows. And then it was, I don't want to bring it up, but you know, there was an incident to where uh, I actually got my jaw broken by you. And that time period afterward, like while I was on the sidelines trying to figure out everything, you know, I got to start developing a lot more, thinking how I wanted to use that. Like, yeah, I don't want to just my character, like my character's not based on, yeah, I have a metal jaw, but the anger side towards the world and using it as a heel and being able to how to tap into that now and be able to use like the different words of you know still the punk culture but like dive deeper into it so instead of just being the average go the average joe off the street that you would see for like the classic punk guy you know he's got a lot of more of like i'm going to disrespect everybody around me till you understand who i truly am and know what i feel like and how i felt with throughout the struggles of life and everything else with it i i look at I look the RD Mosh story. Me, I mean, you've had this talk, and I, I don't know if you've talked to Cliff about it or not, but, you know, we have all said it, that the broken jaw made RD Mosh RD Mosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. It totally, like I, like I said, it tapped into something that I didn't know I had in me. I didn't know where or how to to get because everybody's like i'll oh, be a heel okay but yeah. i'm not that in life i am so yeah. so normally kind-hearted to people and everything else and don't like to yell like yeah i have you know the asshole side that comes out once but it's not with the fancy and what the fancy is something that i've finally been able to to find a way to tap into it and find that very much anger side of me that i didn't know i had in me yeah i I, I look at the stuff that we've been doing at PWX, um, the two tag matches that we've done there, and I'm like, you know, that this guy's working like a like a seasoned guy. He's remembering to do things. You know what I mean? Like me, I've had a significant amount of more matches than than Rodney, but there is several times, you know, when you're a tag team, you you have to be able to depend on each other. You know what I mean? You oh, really. Yeah for a shoot have to be able to do that and there's certain things that we both have that we help each other out with and we know we know what those things are you know what i mean but like i look at it as like watching watching him in the ring and watching him move around and being able to you know remember to do this thing before this thing you know what i mean and then me just being popped by being like oh my god i didn't have to tell him to do that you know i mean he just knew to do that because one he knows roughly the wrestling business he knows what we're trying to accomplish here you know what i mean so i i look at the the thing of like where his character started and where it's at now is completely different i think that it's something that can go anywhere anywhere you know what i mean we've we've all talked about this that and everything else but like 
we all have these storylines. You know what I mean? Like you said, Cliff, you got to like unveil the, you know, a big part of what you do in your matches here in Livestown. Something that we, you know, all kind of formed up together, you know? And I mean, you can, you can clearly see in my progression from whenever I was wrestling in 2021 until up until 2023 here, He's wearing sweat shorts from Walmart or sweatpants from Walmart cut off at the, t- you know, at the knees with some print on them, you know, and, and then you see me win the championship and be Rocky, you know, I'm Rocky. I'm getting new entrance music. Oh, I'm, you know, got new gear and, you know, got a new look, you know, and this, that and everything else. And then, you know, the Russian kills me, you know what I mean? It's the story. And, you know, I, I remember you coming up to me after the match. I don't know what you said to me, Cliff. But I remember you walked up to me and being like, dude, dude. And I knew just from the way that, you know, the energy you had, I was like, okay, maybe the math wasn't great, but we were able to get something out there. You know what I mean? So that's, and that's the most important thing. You know what I mean? Is like character work. Uh, with me and me and Mosh talk about all the time, you know, like, who are we? You know, who, who, who are we wanting to be in this wrestling business, right? I mean, I know who I want to be as Matt TRK Silks. He knows he wants to be as already Mosh, right? But who are we collective? You know, who are we together? You know, I think to that's a big thing too. Yeah. I think I think that's a big thing too, because like uh and, and it's funny because like you bring up like Sons of Mifflin County and I Nick I knew I knew SLMC as um as a different tag team, right? Yeah. And recently set individual has now made his return back to the ring ish. I don't really know return ish. I don't really know what to call it, but anyway, uh, but I, it's, it's cool because like, I see the chemistry that you have, what you had with Eric. Right. And I see the chemistry you have with RD and Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's just, it's, I'm not going to say one's better than the other, but you could tell one connection is a lot more fluent than the other connection. Right. And it's, it's like that with, when you look at, but when you look at Riot City, right. Nick is able to kind of mend and bolt, mend, bend and mold uh, his tag partners to whatever he needs as far as like what he can do in the structure. Right. So yes. Ron being the one person he is, you know, he's like, he's obviously the straight asshole, right. Character wise, but he's pretty solid as a base. Right. And then you can see with, you know, Jason Drake, he's kind of like a high, high runner, high energy kind of guy, just, you know, and sometimes like Sicken has to bring his level down so that Jason can make his, his level go up. And, you see it. You see how he's able to kind of work with different people, and you're kind of like working your way at the same way, where you're kind of able to pull like certain things out of certain people. Because I know when I see you and Mosh tag up, I'm like, I like the way this team works. And when I see you and Eric work together, I'm like, I like how this team works. But there's definitely a different connection that you have with RD than you would with Eric, and it's it's definitely it's noticeable. Not saying it's a bad thing. It's just noticeable, and I'm like, yo, I definitely. I could definitely see that there's a little bit of growth with you being able to showcase different talent based on what you, what you need from your guys. Certainly, certainly. And that's, and to be a hundred percent truthful with you, you know, the, the whole thing with Eric and, and him coming back, you know, Eric's a talented cat, man, you know, and I've known that for a really long time. Uh, Mosh, another one, very, very, very talented guy. Uh, Edward James, all, uh, these guys are, they're training, you know, you know, Cliff, you, you train your ass off for pro wrestling. You know what I mean? This isn't something that we just get to walk into and there's dues that you pay. These guys are doing, you know, not only that they're, you know, I can depend, I can depend on them to be able to go out there and to get a reaction, not just do something for me, not just do something for themselves, but do something for the crap, do something for the overall environment. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm very proud of all of them. I really am. And we're to the point that we're not looking at this person and that person and being like, well, you're under me. You know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're, on, we're, <laughs> we're on the same level. You know what I mean? That, and that's what's really important to me. I think that not, not one person's more important than the other. I mean, obviously, you know who's in charge of the ship whenever you're out in the road. You know what I mean? When you're with your guys, you know who's in the lead. Whenever my guys are out in the road with me, they know who's in the lead there. But it's not like we uh we have this thing where we treat people differently you know i mean these guys are incredible and they're working their asses off i'm proud of all of them so we were kind of diving a little bit about character what kind of like 
So I know for me, right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna divulge one of my secrets, right? Uh, a thing that I love to do is like I like to ask myself like random ass questions about what or who or how or even why Red Dog does the things he does, right? So when people ask me, uh, what is Red Dog like, Pepsi or Coke? I'm like, yo, he just he likes Mountain Dew, like it's more important to him than like Pepsi or Coke, and why? Because you know. It's the same taste, like, but I'm just kind of curious, like, how do you, like, evolve your characters and develop, like, the world that you have, uh, you know, Mosh, why don't you let me know, like, how do you, how do you set that wall up, uh, that, that world up of, like, Artie Mosh? Well, so, so what works for me is, like, you know, first off is ability, like, you know, I can't go through you know, I'm not a huge flippy guy. I can't do it. So I got to be able to know my own limitations to be able to start that base, to know what I can do. Um, but then I start looking at a lot of the stuff for the, like lately it's been, Hey, what do, does like the culture do that I can just morph over to start building those blocks and be able to connect the dots for wrestling. You know, at first, a lot of it was, you know, the head banging. So of course head butts, you know, across the board, you can do a bunch of stuff like that. So it was able to see my abilities that I can jump, you know, do a little bit of aerial stuff, but it doesn't have to be crazy. So I was able to build those stepping stones and be like, be able to connect the dots and say, you know, uh, to be able to build the arsenal of whatever I need to, that's still trying to figure out, you know, and connect the dots back to the, the traditional world of like the punk life that I, I portray in. Uh, even like the mosh pit scenes and and stuff like that, that like at a concert, like where can you, you know, you have your stage dive. So you get a couple dives from the top, you get a couple ground moves just in case if there's a guy in the, around there being a, an idiot and whatnot. So you just pick them up and throw them. Okay. Use your own body. Silks uh, there can tell you he's taken my head and threw me into people several times as our tag moves, just because it's like, Hey, <laughs> I'm your weapon for today. Like, here we go. You know? Uh, And then, you know, lately it's been fun is a couple things just to punk people out and be very disrespectful. I'll paintbrush you with my mohawk as it's standing straight up just to be like, (laughs) instead of like the classic uh, mat wrestling where people's paintbrush like this with their hand in the back of your head, I'll do it right to your face with my mohawk and (laughs) get, get you aggravated real quick. And people are like, all right, it's it's go time so you know it, it's just wherever i can figure out to make the connection is a, to build that wall up all right i like that I like that matt what about you man like how how are you progressing the character of trk silks um i think i think that um it's one of those questions it's like a big one it's a really big question because obviously we're working a bunch of different places um if we're talking about here in HWF to where my character is more along the lines of, uh, you know, I'm driven for the championship. You know what I mean? If it's, if it's something like that, then I, I see, I worked Zach rain. I I had a match with Zach rain here um, at the beginning of the year. And I think that match, that match and the match I had with Nick, the first match I had with Nick, whenever we had the first Summerfest show, those two matches gave me some things to be able to be like, okay, well, I need this all the time. I need this all the time. If I have these two things, I should be able to get re- get a good reaction with regardless of how many people are here at the show. And I should be able to make sense of what we're doing out here, right? At first, that was hard for me to do. It was very hard for me to, like, look at it as, well, I can do all these amazing wrestling moves, and I can do holds for days, and I can sell my ass on them. But putting this together and having it make sense is what really, you know, like, was like my kryptonite there for a minute. You know what I mean? So, in this last two years, the thing that I've been able to do is listen to the Jason Heats, listen to the, uh, the Mike Raddix and these other guys that have seen other guys doing things certainly very close to what I'm doing and they're like it will try to do this or try to do that so you don't you know kind of burn yourself here or burn yourself there you know so if anything 
I've really just listened. You know what I mean? And that's what I really tell everybody is, is I, I don't give much feedback because I'm one of these guys that I think everybody knows what they, they just, everybody knows everything. Right. So I don't give much feedback except for my guys. You know what I mean? So I'll look at it and be like, you know, I think it's important to try to do this and try to do that. But you never know, man, you get, you, you're met with some different, you know, some different things. I just tell people to listen. Listening has helped my in-ring work and it's helped my storytelling immensely. You know what I mean? And obviously working with Mosh and the tag team, I never wanted to be a tag guy. I really didn't. You know, it was, it was something that was helping me get other bookings for my students to get experience. And in the long run here, I've gotten to be better, I think. I think that I really have gotten to be better in the ring and having Mosh to feed off of and having him in my ear. You know what I mean? And that's that's what's important. You know what I mean? And he really has helped me immensely. I look at my uh, my trajectory of where I want to go is I don't want to, you know, I want to win tag titles. I do. I want to win tag titles with my best friend. And my best friend is Artie Mosh. We travel to work every single day together. You know what I mean? We talk about all of this stuff. You know, we, we really do. We put our lives together around wrestling. We really do. And I look at it as like the both of us are progressing the way that we are because we're feeding on positive energy off of each other. Now, there is negative energy also, and he can tell you the same thing. We feed off of that also. You know what I mean? That's that's a tag team, man. I really do. I feel like we're not just a tag team. Like I feel like this is a real shoot tag team. You know what I mean? And I think that's why things are coming across so, um, so different than what it was with Eric. You know what I mean? Eric and I was different, you know? Uh, Mosh and myself different. I really, really enjoy this thing that I'm doing with Artie Mosh, but overall, the character development of me is, you know, people are just now starting to call me the ring king. You know what I mean? And that really is something that I didn't expect to happen. So it's like, okay, I see TJ Sykes doing his thing as like a king. I see uh, Nick doing his thing as like a, uh, you know, like a mob boss. You know what I mean? So it's like, you don't want to you don't want to do too many of this and too many of that and get blended. I mean, damn, we already have the right city colors anyway. Me and Nick were just talking about that, you know, but um, I, I, at least we yeah. do more black and white instead of adding the red into it a lot more. I will say we that. Do. <laughs> we do. It is, it is funny because like, you know, the, the thing that I, I love about like, about wrestling is that you have to have like chemistry like that that has to be number one and by the way by all means you can be tight with a lot of different people in this business you can be friends with a lot of people in this business a lot of people can be in your corner it doesn't mean that necessarily it's going to translate to chemistry in the ring because you can still have a lot of love for people but just sometimes it's just when i think about those things it's like uh matt and jeff hardy like in wwe right their tna stuff phenomenal right wwe stuff it just wasn't there and sometimes that happens, right? And, like, you can still have the immense respect. But it is something you brought up that I really liked, right? Because you talked about with Eric and you were different. And clearly, you know, R.D. Mosh and, you know, TRK Silks, like, y'all just have a different type of chemistry that just works together, right? Like, when I think about good chemistry teams, right, I obviously, we brought up Riot City, right? I would also bring in Pure Ignorance because those that trio right there, they it's whatever. Dogmation. Yeah, Dog Nation is another great one. Um, God, you, uh, you know, uh, Black Privilege is a definitely another team that can be talked about. But there's like so many good tag teams, but they all have chemistry. That's what they. That's what's really needed um, in in that time. So it's just, how do you? So obviously, you guys spend like a lot of time, and you guys are constantly working on that chemistry. Like whether you guys are you know, traveling together or just working together in practices and stuff like that. But what else are you guys doing outside to help grow that chemistry? Before even jumping into that, to answer your question, Cliff, but uh, something we else realized is there is a lot of difference in our style that we use as well. That I feel honestly makes that connection a lot easier. Uh, you know, when you you have too much of the same chemistry of the same person, and the same style in ring, it doesn't gel well as a tag team. You know, you need a, a base person and then you need one that can either go higher 
or go lower so you're not on that same level. Um, you know, Matt does a lot of traditional classic style wrestling moves. I have a different style that's more of the brawler that does it, or, you know, if it need be, I can go up on top and, you know, carefree and jump out and do the flying headbutt and stuff like that. But when you don't have that healthy mixture, it doesn't click very well. Um, but go back to your, to answer your question, even when we're not training, you know, or, or at a show together, you know, our drive to work or driving home from work, even there'll be days that we're sitting at his place or my place, you know, chilling with families together that will come up with ideas and we're like, Hey, what do you think of this? Or, Hey, I have this and we'll write it down and send in a text message to each other or just so we don't forget it. And we'll try it someday it, it, while we're practicing. But like, we're constantly thinking of each other and knowing like even days off to where we're not talking, where, you know, you would really think that we wouldn't be interacting. We'll say, Hey, how are you feeling today? Yeah. Like that connection and that bond, like eventually, like we've been friends and best friends for 20 some years at this point. Yeah. So it, it's become more than just a friendship. It's almost like a brotherhood, like a family. That where, you know, he spent times with my kids. I was the first one out of our group to go see him and his uh, when Matthew was born. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't matter. We, we've been that gelled together that our chemistry at that point is just not in ring. It's a family outside of here. Yeah, I mean, we, but, you know, we also, like, there for a long time, you know, I wouldn't talk about it or whatever, but. For about, you know, six or seven years, we backyard wrestled together with each other every single weekend of every single summer. You know what I mean? So it was like we already had, like, this understanding of, like, you have to have, like, some type of chemistry. You know what I mean? But whenever we get in the ring here and then we start working with these different people and they're really guiding us a different direction and we're watching different people, different tag teams, watching Riot City, and we're seeing what everybody else is doing. Like, he just brought something to my attention the other day that I would have never imagined. You know, like, I, I have a license. I drive, you know what I mean? But I, I don't drive on show days. I, I normally, you know, the wife drives or, you know, we try to link up with someone that's driving. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you got to be. You got to be up front. You're, you're, you got to kind of be the nick of the group, <laughs> you know? And, but it's, it's always got to chauffeur you around. It's funny, though. It's funny, though, that, like, that is so hilariously close that, like, you do. You have all these people traveling with you, and you and you don't want to make anybody look bad. You don't want to let anybody down. You know what I mean? So if you have some Artie Moshes and some Edward Jameses out there, I have a feeling that we're going to make some good business. You know what I mean? But, like, on the level of me and him having the connection that we have, is, it's different. He's done who's done all these tattoos on my arm. You know what I mean? Damn near all of them. You know what I mean? And like he said, you know, the, the travels to work and this and that there. And whenever he was down, you know, and the, you know, where he had his injury with, with the jaw, I was, you know, I was running a show. You know what I mean? And I, I'm i thinking about my best friend and he's in the hospital and I know that he's going to have to have surgery. And I'm, I'm like, I got to go out here and do this moonsault. I got to be able to save this show. I got to do something, you know? And you get out there, you see your best friend, you know, just bombing, you know, losing his losing his guts and stuff because of what because of wrestling, because of those pro wrestling stuff. That made me respect him on another level. It really did because you. I don't know if you backyarded or anything like that, Cliff. But whenever we were younger, Mister Mosh didn't like taking back bumps on the ground. <laughs> did you, Mosh? No. So, so you, to go from me knowing that and me knowing, like, Rob Noxious, my trainer, looks at Mr. Mosh here on a show we did a couple, uh, uh, what was it, a month or so ago, and said, so I heard you're not a puss anymore. I heard that you're, I heard that you're uh, actually getting it. And he's like, yeah, I am. And he shook his hand and he said, I respect you. That's so big. I know. That was actually the show before that one that he told yeah, me that. Yeah, that and is so big. Especially to a guy like me, because these guys really weren't supposed to be in the business. You know what I mean? If you think about it through Rob's eyes and the traditional 
you know, coming in and doing right, you know, I went the alternative route. I caused a little bit of noise. But in return, it got guys like R.D. Mosh and Edward James and the rest of these guys here like, oh, well, I don't know. You might want to watch those guys. But now everybody wants to look at them. Everybody's like, hey, you're doing so well. You know what I mean? So I, I, I love the connection that we have, but I just love the connection you have on a wrestling show. I love it. It is something, too, man. Like, you know, obviously, like, the elephant that was addressed early, right? Yes, it was something that happened, right? But it was uh, the the camaraderie that came together, right? Because, like, I don't know, Mosh, if people told you, but after the accident, I and kids cover your ears. I was fucking distraught, man. I know you were, brother. I FaceTimed you and the guys. Every step that I, every information I got, man, was sending back to you guys. And something you may not know, but he knows. I was trying to get out of there before the main event just to come back to the show. And then I was going to go to Danville to get my surgery. Like straight honest, and everybody's like, "You're nuts! You're you're hurt! You're broken! You need surgery! Go relax and take care of yourself." It's like all I want to do is see the end of the show, because for people that don't know, we were the first match out. It happened. They said, "Get out of here." I was like, "Okay." I'm. I just want to go home, see some wrestling the rest of the night there to to chill out and see the main event because. At that point, there was four of the guys that I trained with on a daily, like a weekly basis. At that point, I wanted to see the end of the show, let everybody know that I'm okay. That by the time I'm coming back, good luck catching me because, like, there's going to be a rocket ship that I'm not getting off of because it, it's a ball of fire that I, I, I have and I'm going. Like, I'm learning everything that I can and, and not going to stop. Yeah. And what's up? Well, so I was going to go with it, right? It was like, uh, uh, it was like, it was like, I was like distraught and stuff like that. But I think something that you, that I kind of was trying to like get back to is just like, there was this brotherhood and camaraderie just like that came over the locker room as well as outside of the locker room, right? Because like, you know, people were checking on you. I was checking on you. People were checking on me. You were checking on me. Like, I don't think like people knew like behind the scenes, like, there's a lot of conversations that were constantly going of like people, hey, oh, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. Here's what happened. You know, we know this was an accident. You need us that. Like, we all like had these great conversations about like, we're here to take care of each other at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that was like the most important part was that uh, what people don't realize, like, you know, the brotherhood is so tight and so knit that when shit does happen, we're all there to kind of like help each other and guide each other and be like, hey, oh get up, dust your stuff off, and then, like, keep it moving, you know? And so I was, like, I I was, I just remember, like, after the incident, and I remember, like, you, this is the crazy part, Matt, I don't know if I ever told you this, but, like, Rodney was, like, hey, I, he, he straight up told me, he's, like, you got me good, I think something happened. I think like, he's, like, let's go to the finish. I was, like, okay. So I went for the pin, it's one, two, Rodney kicked out, and I was, like, why did you kick out? He's, like, go to the stomp. I was, like, Bro, we could have just plan closed finished. It off. You, you, you don't just finish me off, and it's not the plan. Damn it! <laughs> I was like, okay, so like I hit the stop, and then I told him ring the bell, and then so they ring the bell. I was like, oh, I cannot believe. <laughs> I was like, we could have just taken this home, and it would have yeah. been just perfectly fine. No, too. <laughs> you have to finish the way it starts if I can continue it. You just weren't getting me off that mat, all right? I was confused. It was. It, I'll tell you this right now. It was a completely different experience. Like, um, I do. I remember after seeing uh, those guys, you know, take Artie Mosh out. I did. I saw a, uh, a a red dog. Like I never seen a red dog before. You know what I mean? But like, there. You know, in the wrestling business, you have a lot of people that question a lot of things that happen. You do. So you have your people that think, oh, do you think maybe he tried to smack him for real? I'm like, dude, he must be a damn good actor because when I walked back there and I seen him, that's not a sell. That guy was legit worried about my best friend. And, and, you know, to whoever knows us, you know, you guys are tight too. You guys are very tight too. You guys have been tight before this thing happened. 
You know what I mean? So if anything, it's brought you even closer together. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. It's like you go out there, you have these wrestling matches with your friends, right? You come back and you're closer friends. It's nuts. It really, really is crazy. But that whole experience was nuts, man. But it made you guys' story so special. And I don't think we're even close to like being to the resolution to what's really going to come of that. You know what I mean? But behind the curtain, I'm loving watching it. But at the same time, it's probably one of the most funnest stories that I've gotten to be involved with, you know, getting to be able to put the help put together, you know, listen to you guys, obviously you guys have been, you know, professionals on, it, you know what I mean? There's, there's been things that, that that's happened over the course of this time that has made this story so important. You know what I mean? You think back of, uh, we didn't have, we didn't have red dog at nightmare at the Coliseum. You know what I mean? He wasn't there. And then you have RD Mosh talking about it. You, and you know, and then you have, you know, me and you talking, you know what I mean? Just days after, you know, we released that you're not coming back to HWF. It's like, what's happening? Nobody knew anything that's going on. That's the best part about pro wrestling to me. You know what I mean? Because everybody thinks they have it figured out. They don't know nothing. You know what I mean? It's like this, this story here and everything that I got to experience through that was really something. Yeah, it was something special. You know, Mosh has gotten himself. You've gotten yourself, which also I wanted to say, I'm extremely proud of you, Cliff, because your trans your transition of you know your body and your in ring work. I've I've seen several matches, and I've told you this that I really really like watching your matches. The DDT that you do is probably one of my favorite DDTs I've ever seen, and I've told yeah, I've told that. So big kudos to you, man. You know what I mean? The the shirtless look, I dig. You know what I mean? I think me and Mosh talked about that the other day. You're looking good, brother. You know what I mean? So whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And you know, I know that you you know that I'm trying to go through a transition also. You've been open and you know, talking to me as well and stuff. So I really appreciate that, man. I really do. We're a family. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And it's funny because like <laughs> so prior to the match, Mosh and I were calling all the spots and he's like, yo, like I want to get, I want to take the DDT that you deliver. He's like, I'm going to spike it. And when we I, hit that spot, too much yeah, you know, <laughs> it was like, that happened so fast. <laughs> it's like, it went so quick. <laughs> Dude, I, I swear to you, the fans in the front row, they didn't hear me. I hit with that. And I legitimately stared out and looked at him in the that day's look. I was like, Hey, wait a second. How did I get over here? Because I was going to spike as best as I can and go back down to my stomach. But then I looked at I was like, hey, wait a second. Where'd everybody come from? Yeah. It was definitely funny because I was like, yeah, it definitely happened like really quick. And I, <laughs> I remember like I, I look back, I saw because I got the footage, right? So I look back and watch. I was like, oh, yeah, we definitely look like Sonic. Right there in a spin ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. But moving into, like, you know, you're talking about, like, transformations and bodies and stuff like that. Obviously, like, finding, like, those weak points in your game and trying to, like, shirt them up and make them into strengths, you know? So when you when you start to see those things, like, how like how did you find your, your few, like, I don't want to say – few because obviously we all have tons of weaknesses that we are all trying to capitalize on and try to shore up but your biggest flaws that you have right what were the things that you did to like address those things and try to fix them that's a that's a really really good question um well i i can at least i got i got one real quick is uh you know everybody gets windy because they move too quick you know, and it, and we all know as performers at this point, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And tag team wrestling, you know, you at least get to short sprints in some aspects within the marathon of your match. So when you win in a tag match, you know, if we're, you know, working heel and we're, you know, we're giving somebody else the heat real quick. You know, if I'm get, getting gassed a little quick, I'm like, all right, all right here you go, brother, tag me in or tag me out real quick. I got to, I got to take a second. You know, I've, I've been delivering a little bit too much, too quick. I got, you know, I got a little winded. Let me get, get a breather. 
uh, and then he can take over as I, you know, catch catch some wind real quick. Um, I also know, you know, on his standpoint, he has a little trouble remembering things a lot quickly and for, for matches. I'm able to help with that because I my, myself can remember a decent amount of it, uh, at least about three quarters to almost all of it, you know, and I'm able to feed him in or he's able to feed me memory at that point say hey i remember i need to be here for this one do you remember what's next and he's like yeah this is where i'm at for this one because it's my spot i was like okay so we're able to help each other out in that standpoint and it's great at that you know we're able to hide each other's weaknesses and and make it even better regardless of when we're in the ring yeah that that's perfect that that really is like i really i mean i I attest the not good memory thing to just really never really being great at that. I've never really been great at remembering all the spots for matches. If there's anything, if there's anything that has really hindered me and getting anywhere in pro wrestling, it's that it's that. And it's, and it's also my attitude sometimes, you know what I mean? I can be a drama queen sometimes, you know what I mean? But the bigger part of that is, I know it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that I've done over the last two years to where I think, you know, I am so happy that I'm a humble person that I really do know when I'm messing up. Like Mosh and I have had this conversation. You own the problem. You know what I mean? So you can fix it. You don't, but, 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 and this, that, and everything else. You do what you can to fix it. That's the thing that I've learned over this last, uh, you know, two years. I just got the link back up. I went to a Lancaster show for CCW here. Uh, I think what was it, the end of summer, I think. And, August, um, uh, August area. Yeah. I, I got the link up with one of the guys that helped train me, Jason Havoc. And uh, he's been very instrumental in helping me, you know, think of different ways to remember. Think of different ways to, you know, apply this type of work. So if you're, you know, if you're just starting a match, there's certain things you wouldn't do right away. If you catch my drift, you know, I don't want to expose too much, but there's certain things you wouldn't do right away. There's certain times that you do things. It's psychology of wrestling and putting these matches together. I've been able to really listen to him, but I've also been able to bring him up. Havoc. I've been also been able to bring him up to age on the times. He really doesn't watch too much wrestling nowadays. He's still stuck in that time of like, you know, of the old school stuff in the 90s and the 80s and the 90s. So I look back and we've, we've been talking about a whole bunch of stuff. That's helped me immensely. And that's helped him as well. You know, he's trying to get back into wrestling. And I think he, he told me, you know, the HWF show is pretty much, you know, lit a fire. You know, what I mean, he comes up and helps at the school. And I attest, I really do. I, I, I really. I'm thankful to him because he's been able to help me just by even reevaluating things with my guys and looking at it as like, Hey, I know that you're training your guys. I know you're doing this and that with them, but I'm going to go ahead and go back over these things. And I'm glad that he is because a lot of my guys can do uh, difficult things very well, but the easy stuff can be a nightmare. You know what I mean? So that's where really where we're at is we're going back and we're, revisiting those easy things of putting something together because you don't need 10 dives and you don't need 20 super kicks. You know what I mean? But I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not. But at the same time, you don't always need that in your matches. He said he works different. I work different. We're different individuals. We both have tattoos. We're the brotherhood of the sons of Mifflin County. But at the end of the day, he hits people with his head and I do everything in my power to make sure that I bring dude down with me when I do the muscle buster and we take it home, you know, tag team gold. It's what we, it's what we're trying to go for. But at the same time, I think bringing it back and reminding ourselves like, Hey, it, every time you feel good about this, remind yourself that there were things you could do better. It's always, it's always going to be able to be improved. Always. Yeah, I like that. And I think the one thing that it, it's, it's a constant improvement of like everything. I know like recently I was in a match where uh, the person I got to work with, 
he had been in the business just a year younger than me and right and i'm not trying to make sound like i'm so great right because i've only been three been in three years everybody out there in watching right now but um I so I got to I worked this match with him and he was like, hey, you know, I had I had to be the heel in the match, which I was like, hey, yo, I get to I get to be heel, Red Dog. I was like, let's get it. Uh, and so like I I was you know, we were walking the match and talking about it and stuff like that. And so while we're in a match, uh, one of the spots that we called, I was like, yo, just cut this out. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah. It's like the crowd's already there. Like all we need to do is we just have you hit this hit this comeback sequence and and they're gonna pop. And sure enough that's exactly what happened so like being able to apply like things and it was something that got brought to my attention at a match that I was working uh with Beastman uh just recently at Voltage and he had told me behind the scenes he's like hey I want you to just start focusing and listening to the crowd and like understanding like where the crowd's at and sure enough like when I took the time and slowed down I was listening I heard I heard like some kids start to be like you know, come on, come on, let's go. And then I was like, hey, reverse this. Let's get this going. And so we did. We hit we hit our sequence. He he got the pop. The crowd booed when they saw that like I kicked out. And then we went we went home. And I I've never heard a crowd legit look at me and go, You're a fucking pussy. <laughs> it's like, hey, yo. I was like, this is a family friendly show. Like, what are you right? doing? <laughs> And that's what they f bombs. I, I will say straight now, you may tell people it's a family friendly show to the locker room and everything else, but that crowd don't care. I've heard some things in a family friendly show, like when we're in, in HWF, you know, us as performers will go out there, cut all the swearing out, even though it, in the heat of the moment you want to look at the other person and call them out on something and call them a bitch, but yet. We don't, and the next you know, by the end of the night that we're that we're working, I got a crowd looking at my girl calling her a whore, a slut, and, uh, and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, dude, <laughs> family yep. friendly's out the window, I guess, with you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's insane, <laughs> but it, but that goes back to the testament of like having like great chemistry, right? Because oh, yeah, you could be you could be like. You could do all the flips and all the greatest looking stuff, right? But if you don't have a genuine connection with the crowd, the crowd's not going to care. They're just not. But when you get a crowd that's invested into characters, like, then they really, like, start to, like, start to hate, right? So, you know, Mosh, we could talk about this, too, now that our our second match is over. Uh, But when you came out initially, like, half the crowd popped for you and, like, half the crowd booed you. But by the end of the night, like, and I'm not going to be like, because I'm such night, a great, I'm, 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 yeah, not, not saying because I'm like, I'm just, I can make a connection with the crowd and stuff like that. And I was able to make a few connections with the crowd and the crowd really started to get back behind me. They really hated it when they saw, you know, the pit check blowing mist in my face. <laughs> I still have <laughs> some of that in my shorts. It will not come out. Yeah, I went to work. I had spots all over the side of my face, and people were like, "What happened to your face?" I was like, "Kool Aid." <laughs> That's a good one. But no, even with that, you know, talents. Like we even have stories as a tag team, you know, going like PWX. You know, they said, t- "Hey, go out here, be heels, and everything else." And our first night that we worked together, or even he was in a match with uh, Aaron Connors. We worked heel. We did well, you know, we got over as a heel greatly. We walked out there for our second show for our first tag match. It was against, you know, guys we trained with and in Violent Love. We walked out there, you know, they did a promo earlier in the night. We weren't there because we were at another booking and they got heel vibes real quick. We walked out. I, what was it? I walked out and yelled, What's going on, Schittsburg? Real loud yeah. to get quick, cheap heat, real quick, calling the town shit. And instantly, straight out, I got cheers. I was like, wait a second. Do you really know that I just made fun of your town and called you dog shit? It's a but different yet, town up there. You love me for it. I'm like, okay. Sure. Then we worked heel the whole night and did all the cheating, did all kinds of stuff that a heel tag team does and got so many cheers for it. And we were so confused. We're like, all right. If you want us to be, you know, the cheating guys that get cheered for and like the classic Eddie Guerrero, I'll take it. 
you know, that's a that's a nod to me in, in my book. Yeah. We hit him with chairs, man. We hit him with chairs and sent him for Kane and, you know, just tore them up and challenged them to a, a hardcore match that we'll be having in April. And, you know, that that whole thing, like that whole experience with the crowd up there, you know, and, and we know that Red Dog is received very well in HWF and the crowd, you know, we know that, you know, I am as well. You know, we're probably the two top babies in the company. Um, going to these different shows, that's another thing, Cliff, that has helped me is seeing the different reactions that you get with different crowds. You know what I mean? I've been able to do some heelish things. I've been able to go out there and be heel on the road, which has been amazing. It's been great being able to go out there and even working with, like he said, Violent Love, our, you know, guys that we train with all the time. You know, Edward James, you know, he's he's getting sharp out there, man. And he, he just had a great match with Isaiah Frazier also in our HWF show. He's looking to get those baby face pops, you know what I mean? And it's 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 different to see these different reactions with the crowd and, and how they react to different things. But like you said, Cliff, you know, Wes, if anybody, really does have that feel of knowing, like, where to go. He's got one of the best characters in the game right around now, you know? So I look at a guy like him, and I think to myself right away, like, what, what made him understand that? You know what I mean? That's what's appealing to me. Where was he at in his career where he was just like, oh, shit, okay. I just got to listen to the crowd. You know what I mean? Obviously, people tell you this all the time. Slow down. And, you know, listen to this. Listen to that, you know. But until it really happens with you, you really don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I, I really do. <laughs> So listen, I'm going to take this over, right? We're going to, we always play games at the end of our show, right? We have the three count podcast, 10 count questions, which is obviously part of now entering ring. But for this one, we play pin submit DQ. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to fire off uh, three entities, right? And uh, what you're going to do is you're going to pick one to pin, one to submit, and then one to DQ. So we're going to, take this around the horn uh first off we're gonna take uh the outsiders that's right scott hong kevin nash rest in peace scott hall uh the bushwhackers and last but not least the young bucks also i need two different answers by the way so if you guys decide like ayo like i would do this and i would do that this cool with it you mean putting or Okay, so yeah, you got to pin, pin one, submit one, DQ one. Like, you're winning the match, brother. How are we winning that match with, with each one of those tag teams? Exactly. Okay. Okay. I got you. The so, Bushwhackers, the Bushwhackers, I would say definitely something with your spike, spike hair. Um, it would have to be. Um, so I think we're yeah I'm I'm with you I think we're pinning the bushwhackers yeah that one. I think we're pinning the bushwhackers um man yeah all who, right who are we submitting see the the heel in me is wanting to go that I want to attack Kevin Nash's you know quads real good and submitting him <laughs> and 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 playing that fun game. But also, as the also the 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 great bad guy who, in in uh, in Scott Hall, I kind of want to DQ him as well. But I'm sorry, I'm going to go with the quick one. I'm I'm gonna if I can get that big man down, I'm I'm definitely going to take out his quads and submit him. So yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the outsiders. I got I got to submit the outsiders. Yeah. All right, so that means we're that means we're DQing the Young Bucks. <laughs> yeah, because there's no way I'm taking 15 super kicks. I'm gonna end up low blowing one of them at some point. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I got it. So, all right. So our next our next three that are gonna be coming up, right? Uh, we're gonna go with Batman and Superman, uh, Deadpool and Spider Man, and last but not least, the Thing 
and a human torch. I don't know much about the thing in the human torch, but I know Fantastic Fantastic Four there, brother. Okay. So Justice League, um Fantastic Four and um oh I forget the other tree what what they call the other I, one. I forget what they call themselves too. Spider pool? I don't remember. I'm it is, it, it is it is something ridiculous though. <laughs> the best friends. <laughs> yeah, and I think we- it actually is. And are we work? Are we working these guys? Are we? Are we? Yeah, doing so I guess we. I guess we got to match with the the superheroes here. Oh, um, oh no! All right, all right. I'm DQing somehow with uh, the Human Torch and Fantastic Four because I'm gonna throw water, and I know that's gonna be DQ. <laughs> <laughs> that's a weakness I'm, I'm throwing the bucket of water okay because either I'm getting crushed or I'm getting lit on fire so that's definitely got to be a DQ there <laughs> okay I like it yeah I think I think we're gonna there's no way we're pinning Batman or Superman um I think we're I think I think we're gonna I pin Deadpool I think we're gonna pin Deadpool um yeah. So that means we got to at least submit Batman then because Superman's yeah. indestructible. Yeah, he is. He is. You're right. At the end of the day, Batman's and, just a man in a costume that's rich. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, like, how cool would it be to be like, I submitted Superman? It would be. Like, really okay. So if I'm submitting <laughs> Superman, there's kryptonite in my, in, in my legs, like in my <laughs> pockets, and I'm walking in a figure four. <laughs> I like it. I'm like queuing it. it up, but still getting a win. Submission I'll put device on also. I'll be up at the front <laughs> and phone device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Ben. So our last set that we're gonna have, right? Uh, Mario and Luigi. We have Sonic and Tails, and then last but not least, we have Link and Zelda. Dang. I got a promoter here that just heard Mario and Luigi. I heard Mario and was like, oh, her turn. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll at least answer this one quickly for that. Uh, you're definitely going to give the muscle buster to Luigi real quick as I'm giving out the encore to, to Mario so your wife doesn't kill you for uh, taking out Mario. But we are going to pin that's those guys. Brother. See, that's chemistry. See, I got you back. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, oh man, what would uh... see? I think I think we gotta. Are we pinning Zelda? I think I think we're gonna might have. No, we're pinning Mario. Yeah, yeah. We're pinning we're pinning Mario. Mario. So we're I think that we would have to go with let's. Uh... Okay. All right, I'm going to play the heel game on my end again. I'm choking out uh, submission-wise, but DQ with it as well. I'm choking out Sonic with Tails' tail. Like, <laughs> I like it's that. there. <laughs> I'm going to use it. There you go. There, there's like two or three of them there. I'm, I'm just wrapping them up so he can't run everywhere. <laughs> I just have to. It's a good one. But then, like that means I can take Zelda's shield and just smash him over the head with it, and I'm getting a DQ there. So I'm out, that's where I'm going. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I like it. I like it. The creativity is there, too. It doesn't have to be a DQ. It's just a submission. It's a great yeah. submission. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I, have to, I have to find loopholes out because, you know, he is very fast, so I have to tie him down somehow. <laughs> True. Okay. Well, those are the three rounds for pin submit dq so the last thing i need is for you guys to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find y'all yeah mosh well so you can find me on facebook at rg mosh or even uh if i'm gonna do another cheap plug is uh you can find me either at my shoot name is rodney deal uh you can find me there as well and also if you are in town in lewistown and you want to get some ink uh you can definitely hit me up at the sacred gym tattoo studio where i work uh, you can hang out, talk to me about anything you want, wrestling, a whole bunch of stuff, uh, as, you know, getting some ink done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, actually, I uh, had some pretty cool news. Um, and since we're ending out here, uh, just got my first two designs up on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. So pretty excited about that. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook. You know, I have uh, my uh, like page, Matt TRK Silks, on there. Um, you can find me at, uh, up here at the school Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, uh, 438 West 4th Street in Lewistown, PA. Um, I'm outside training these guys from 5 o'clock until, you know, sometimes 830 at night. Um, I'm also on Instagram, on Twitter, but I'm, I'm fairly new to those. You know, I, I had to link up with getting those things. So uh, I'm working on getting a little bit better on my socials there. But uh, the big thing is, is the uh, pro wrestling tees. Also, we do have, we still have honorary wear. I'm making designs all the time, uh, making posters, stuff like that. So anybody's open, wanting to look in, uh, for, for new stuff, give me a shout. Um, just be patient. It's been a minute since I've done some. But, uh, yeah, you find me pretty much everywhere. Bet. Well, they told you where you find They even told you how you can get some, you know, not free. Y'all can get some free conversations in ink. Though that's what it is, uh, but they told you where you can find them. They even found told you they are new to the Twitter game, so you guys make sure to get them with the follows. Also, hey, you know what that means because, like, when we do these conversations, every great part of a wrestling match, we gotta take it home because this is the three count presents now into read 201. And I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And like every good Sherpa, which I like to think I am, you always got to find someone who's been there and done that. And can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring? Listen, you see them, right? I'm going to get this figure. Like, there we go. Right there, okay? The sons of Mifflin County themselves, Matt TRK, Silks, RD Mosh. So tune in to the next episode and be there or... You're legitimately following us on all of our social media platforms. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're following us on Spotify. You're even checking us out on Amazon Music, which has just been announced today. You're even going to our Twitter page. You're showing, you're showing us our love. You're getting us subscribes. You're following us. You're leaving those five-star frog slash reviews on all of our Apple podcasts. You're doing all that great stuff. Or really, you're just kind of waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Kawaii. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.